Hello and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead episode 45 and today we're rocking out sing style. Ha ha ha. Nice one Ray. How you doing? Not too bad. I have another cup of coffee. I needed uh-huh. it. It's, I think it's my sixth one of the day. Uh-huh. I wonder if I'm going to get any sleep. Probably you should not. maybe stop drinking coffee at this point in the day. No. no? Most people recommend no. Most people recommend that I have decaffeinated. <laughs> my doctor recommends I only have one cup a day. <laughs> That's even funnier. Um hmm. Did you And know by that- one cup did it, did he mean like the kettle? Size in the size of my mug. Well, you know, <laughs> size is relative, and it really can be very deceptive to look at something through a computer screen. It contains half a pint. Well, it's not that much, is it? Two cups? No, I'm not sure what half a pint is. Um, I'm not sure what half a pint is. I'm going to actually have to look it up. I think it's just like two cups. I don't think it's that much. Yeah, but when do you have six of them? I'm, I'm confused. Is my cup it's... big? Hmm. Is that a 12 ounce or a 16? 30. 30. 30. And I drink about three or four of these full of water a day. This is only actually eight fluid ounces, which isn't too bad. It's quite small, I told you. So yeah. it's only half a pot. Anyway, I get confused. I get confused. Let's not worry but when about when it's it. two spoons of coffee in each cup. Eh, it's fine. It's fine. So how have you been keeping yourself busy these days? Have you been crocheting? I've been crocheting a bit. I have um, run out of the right coloured wool to do oh. my, um, to finish the cushion. Oh, no. I know. I thought I had one more ball of dark grey Aran. And I didn't. So I'm now sort of looking at it going, what colour can I put with this that isn't going to look odd? So not only have I been doing that, I've also been... What any blue um, will do? Maybe. But it won't go with the colour scheme in the room it's going in. So what colour is the colour scheme? Um, The colour scheme in the room is grey and green. So and what color wool do you have? I've got a green, but I am planning to use that for something for Christmas. Okay, interesting. Mm, yes. My to be made list is extensive, and I'm trying to use stuff that I already have. But then there are these sales, and that's hard to. Yeah, you see, that's the thing, you see. I I started off with, at the beginning of lockdown, I started off with yarn. Mm-hmm. I bought a lot, about £250 worth of yarn. Pounds being the the monetary amount? Yes. Okay. okay. Pounds, being, pounds being the monetary amount, because English. Um, <laughs> clearly. And... Then I started buying books. And so now you're in book world. Back in Now the I'm in book world and I have, I, no joke, I got paid on the 31st of July 
and at two minutes past midnight on the 31st of July I bought two books and then when I woke up on the 31st on the 31st of July um, to go start work I bought another three books by the end of my first day of being paid I had bought six books my TBR is on my Kindle 40 books so sort of like me with yarn like my stash of yarn is excessive I keep on seeing from... I keep on seeing books being recommended and I'm like oh that looks good mm. oh who wrote that I think I might get that mm-hmm. I'm trying to temper myself and I'm struggling gotcha I understand it's difficult it's very difficult it's very difficult well but i am buying different genres so yeah there's that that. yeah there's that yeah that's awesome well by the time this podcast comes out it will be almost september right it will indeed and so in many parts of the world that will mean that either fall or spring is on the way autumn Um, semantics um (laughs) it's fall to me but um it's autumn i don't get i don't actually get that season until late october november ish so that's when we get winter oh no 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 no, no. (laughs) that's winter winter for me is like late january into february that's it our winter's October to March. Yeah, and then by March, it's already starting to warm up. And by April, if you're not outside in shorts, why are you? <laughs> All right, so we have covered our hobbies aside from, well, we've, we've covered crochet, right? Um, but yeah. also, I've been working on my original some. I've been doing more plot work on my original. But uh, mm-hmm. this this actual genre has very little to do, or this subgenre has very little to do with the book that I am personally writing. It does, we, indeed. We said Rocking Out Sing style, and of course that is a reference to Nalini Singh, who wrote the um, Rock Kiss series. Yes. Right? And that is a contemporary series for her, which is a departure from her normal paranormal romance. And last time we mentioned how another author, Christine Feehan, had lots of paranormal, and that's all she really wrote. But this one legit doesn't have any supernatural in it at all. And it's actually, I prefer it to her supernatural. (gasps) I know, I figured that might actually give you a heart attack. But I do prefer her contemporary Ooh, series it's a big to one. her supernatural. It's a big one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need one of those defibrillator things out of here. Woo. Defibrillators. Oh, whatever. Semantics again. <laughs> okay. So initially, I don't think we, we, when we started this podcast, we didn't really talk about rock romance, but, um, or, you know, romance, rock and roll romance. Right, you have more experience in this genre than I do, or subgenre, I guess. Uh, what yeah. kind of got you into this? Tell me a little more about that. I got into it um, back when I was 
an itty I was an, an itty bitty thing but I was actually the same height as I am now I haven't mm-hmm. grown so long I, I gave up on my dream of reaching five foot when I turned 13 and realized it wasn't going to happen. Uh, but I started, I actually was, um, I worked in our school library mm-hmm. and a load of new books came in and I saw the cover of this one book that had a, it was brightly colored, brightly colored, had a, um, a man and a woman on the front of it and two dueling guitarists on the back cover. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, oh, this looks different because all I'd been reading was very, very heavy duty, older fiction. So I'd worked my way through um, things like The Lord of the Rings um, and I'd read loads of Penny Penny Vincenzi and I'd literally spent the entire summer just reading adult books. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, this sounds quite interesting. And I took it home and I read it and I read it and I read it again and I read it again and then when I was told by the librarian I had to hand it back, I went and bought my own copy of the book. In- <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I bought the sequel and another book by her, which is also based in the rock world. The book I'm talking about, many English readers will probably, possibly of my age, be more familiar with than American. And it's a book, called, a series called Easy Connections by Liz Berry who worked in the art and music world in London in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, The book now is quite, (laughs) I don't say it's embarrassing to recall it, but it is problematic. In our last episode, we were talking about how there's dubious consent and people might want to steer clear if that's something they have a problem with this book is not dubious consent this is book this book contains outright rape <laughs> i can see your face yeah it was when i was a teenager you kind of gloss over that bit because it's not something you're really necessarily so aware of because of course you're being sort of cosseted and protected um so it kind of gets glossed over it literally takes half a page if that of the book a a very end of a chapter and then the rest of it you can't for some reason your brain is thinking oh it's so romantic that he's chasing her and he basically destroys her entire life as when he raped her he also got her pregnant and he manipulates things he gets her kicked out of college he makes sure that her brother is doing his best to kowtow to him so he will persuade her to marry him um all these things that when you're a teenager possibly ignore and when you become an adult you realize are probably not necessarily the best thing to read as a teenager it's certainly not a book i'd recommend for my sister's children okay so if i'm hearing you correctly this book sort of follows in with that trope that was fairly common with body strippers in the 70s and 80s where the hero would force like the the heroine to go along with what he's doing and we forgive him oh no it's not even that it's not even that that. oh wow because i was thinking like because he acknowledges in in a room full of people he acknowledges that he raped her because he felt that she belonged to him he was massively superstitious and she basically broke he wore this necklace that was called the atlantis stone and she broke it 
Um, She's 17 years old, her whole life ahead of her. He has the backing of the press. Um, He has all his fans harass and harangue her outside college to the point where she gets expelled. Um, It is all these things you read and you think for some reason when you're a teenager you really do gloss over it and you can't help i don't know if it's some switch that gets flicked off at a certain point or maybe it was just the 80s and you think oh that's okay he's re- it's really romantic he loves her blah 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 and then you get to i reread it not that long ago and my brain went oh my god this is gross this is not bearing okay. in mind it was a YA novel it was specifically written for teenagers okay um so what you're what I'm hearing is it didn't age well no but the funny <laughs> thing was it recently got re-released as a Kindle book and it was out of print for probably 20 years. My copy is, if you've checked out my Instagram, you will see my copy on my feed. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's literally being held together with sellotape. Mm-hmm. I've had it since 1986 or seven. Mm-hmm. So it's a good 30 odd years old. It is no joke falling apart. Okay. And I can't bring myself to get rid of it. For the record, sellotape, for those of us in the States, is probably scotch tape, that clear tape. Yes. Just so you know. Just we know. call it sellotape because that's the generic, but that is the major brand that we do have scotch but, tape. But you know what? That actually makes that makes the Harry Potter spello tape make more sense. But anyway, sorry. Just having a moment. <laughs> there you go. That's how I Woo! answered it for you yeah there's a brit pick that i didn't even know i had okay cool, cool, cool. there you go but it is the the funny thing was i read um i went when it was released as a kindle not that long ago i thought oh i'm gonna see what other people are reviewing because surely there's gonna be some reviews on there that are like oh my god i reread this and it hasn't aged well or anything else and i was wrong Apart from one review written by an American who'd never read it before. Who was horrified? Yeah, who was horrified. The majority of the reviews were written by people my age who'd read it as teenagers and had been waiting for a copy to come out that they could purchase because they borrowed their copy from the library when they were a teenager and never been able to find it again. I wonder, though, if some of those reviews weren't nostalgia-based. Yeah, you see, that's what I theorized. And so they haven't reread it. And so they, in oh, their no, they, head, they, they purchased it as a Kindle book and they uh, said, I still really enjoy this. Uh, um, I, I have to admit, I was shocked because when I reread it and I've had that book on my bookshelf for the last 30 odd years, when I reread it, I was kind of horrified that I'd ever liked it. Hmm. I mean, she wrote another book, which was called Mel, that is takes away a lot of the problematic areas that Easy Connections has got in it. But Easy Connections, massively problematic book. But at the same time, it feeds quite well into the rock and roll Genre. classic. It also feeds into the classic rock and roll um, cliche of 
lead singers, lead guitarists, and their right. popularity with women, and also their emotional and physical problems. Okay. Well, I, if you don't mind, am not going to read that book. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not trying to be... <laughs> you know what? If... I love the rock and roll genre. I might give it a go just because, you know, it's maybe an older rock and roll classic. But I don't love the genre so much that I feel the need to do that. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm really surprised because in the 80s, they did have, authors did have this bad habit of the hero forcing the heroine and then making her enjoy herself so she forgave him and everybody forgave him right for committing this act of violation and for yep. me that goes beyond dubious consent right to straight up non-consent and that's that's deeply problematic to me there's so, 38 customer reviews on this book on amazon with a rating of 4.7 out of 5 interesting here we go Here we go. Read this book years ago as a young adult and the sequel thought they were amazing. Finally, it's on Kindle, so I read it in one sitting. The book is still as gripping now as a nearly 50-year-old reader. How's the life of Kathy, um, how the lives of Kathy, Chris and Dev become entwined. And although you know Kathy shouldn't have anything to do with them after a little part, after, a little part of you wants them to have a happily ever after. Great book haunting book often misunderstood as a romance it's not timeless classic hidden gem on kindle at last great book okay well okay i don't understand how the review about it's often misunderstood as a romance what are you trying to say but whatever um okay so best book ever what okay no no, 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 that, that, no, no. These no. are legitimately reviews on Kindle. Okay, sure, Jan. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about, did I say that out loud? I apologize. You might want to cut that. No, don't worry about it, just leave it in. All right, so Nalini Singh wrote her Rock Kiss series. The first in that series is Rock Addiction. And the lead singer is Zachary Fox, right? It is, yeah. And he is known forever to everyone as Fox. And I have noticed that people with the word Fox in their name almost always are called Fox or Foxy. I, I, I've noticed that. Uh, for guys, at least. That tends to be their go-to nickname. I, I don't know why. But anyway, the... Heroin is a librarian. Yay! Round of applause, right? She's a librarian. And her name is Molly Webster. Um, and so this book, I made a note of it. Go for it. They had sex 10% into this book. Mm-hmm. Like, because she was, as far as she was concerned, though, that's one thing... I think it was a one night stand. As far, it but, was a one night stand. But as far 10%, as she was concerned, there was no like slow burn. No, if you're looking for a slow burn book, this is not it. And um, one of the things that Ray mentioned just now was that it 
these rock and roll romances tend to focus on the lead singers, the lead guitarists. And I would agree that that's true. And even, even Nalini Singh sort of makes a comment um, on that in this book where uh, David, the drummer, walks up to Molly and she goes, oh, you're David with um, schoolboy choir, right? Yeah. And um, he was like, you recognize the drummer. Wow. Like, yeah, he's but impressed not, is, by though, that. You say that, that um, Nalini, I mean, she does make a very, very pointed, oh, you recognize the drummer and everything else. However, she even sidelines him because he in doesn't get his book, own novel. True. No, but even in... He gets, he gets the novella. A, he only gets a novella. That's true. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. That's true. And but, but then he's the least problematic. Mm-hmm. The one thing that um, is in common with three of the four books that are, in my view, officially the, the series, is that they are all problematic characters. They've got dark pasts. They've had problems with alcohol. They've got horrid families, all of so many issues. And then there's David, mm-hmm. the drummer, who has a very close-knit family. He's, um, uh, his family love him. Um, and the only thing really standing in the way of their romance is Thea not wanting to mix yeah business with pleasure. But yeah, that's easy enough to resolve in, in a novella length book, right? I mean, that's easy yeah. enough to resolve in 100 pages as opposed to... But it did feel almost like it was following the classic from the, oh, you recognize the drummer, no one recognizes the drummer thing. Mm-hmm. It feels almost like it is sidelining him because he's the drummer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's also short. Yeah. Did you notice? <laughs> but then so she's quite tall. Yeah, and then that makes and then that that's a plot point. So. Um <laughs> Yeah. Don't I love Nalini Singh. So I, this but the other thing is for me, Rock Addiction was different to the others in this series because this one is really heavily sexual, where the others yes. aren't as heavily sexual as this first one the first one is just like every third page it's a pretty in-depth scene and yeah, but, then they, but then she also i mean he's trying to get past her defenses because it starts off as a one night thing and then, and then it turns thing. into a one month thing mm-hmm. and then it's oh drop everything and move in with me in la mm-hmm mm-hmm well, I will say that that's absolutely true. Not not arguing with you at all on that. Um, but here's my other thing. Her objection to the relationship is that her father was a politician that got uh, caught with one of her classmates, right? An underage girl. Yeah. And so somehow Molly took that as she has to be the most respectable person alive ever on the planet for the rest of her life or else her life will be ruined. And but I, it's, I think it's partially to do with the fact that she saw what her father's, um, the damage that her father did to her family because her mother was a functioning alcoholic um, who died when she was drunk. Um, her father was in jail her entire life 
was in the press. Everything was pushed to the forefront because her father was so well-known and well-respected. So the last thing she wants is to be in the public eye, which is Mm -hmm. understandable. If you've been through that as a child, the last thing you're going to want is anything that is going to draw attention to you as an adult for fear that you're going to be, that your entire past is going to be raked up again. And she's literally never done anything. I don't know. It just, I don't know. For me, I guess... I don't, that, for me, that's not quite as compelling, maybe, as it should be. I don't, maybe, maybe to me, I felt like she was still too traumatized by it 10 years later. I don't, I don't know. I can't. I, I, but I think that it was, um, there was the added trauma of the fact that she then ended up in care homes mm. because there was nobody else. Um, she then discovered that her father had had an affair and she had a sister that she didn't know anything about and all these other things so her family was basically well revered well respected they had money and then all of a sudden and then all of a sudden their entire lives were all over the papers her father was being investigated and arrested they had no money because he'd made bad investments and judgments her mother had her mother basically killed herself and she was left completely alone Mm -hmm. and i think that probably had more of an impact on her i think being left completely alone would horrify anybody as a teenager Mm -hmm. except charlie i mean she's got her friend but Mm. I mean, I understand it's not the same. Um, okay. Okay. I get where you're coming from. I just, I don't know. I guess as I was rereading, I was like, come on, Molly, buck up. <laughs> you know, spine, girl, spine. And she she does. She has a spine. It's not like she doesn't have a spine. It's just, it's a little, maybe it's just not the, the reason I would have thought that she wouldn't have wanted to have been with him. But it's not that big of a it's not that big of a deal. Um, but this book on a heat on a chili pepper scale is like a nine. Yeah, it's way up there in comparison it, with mean, the other books in the series. Yeah, I would say the other books are like a six, and this one's a nine or a ten. I mean, it's well, you jarring. say that I'd say Rock Wedding is quite high up there in some ways, and that was probably that's the thing. I mean. For me, Rock Addiction was my favorite of this series. And if Rock Hard were really in this series, it would have been up there as well because I like Gabriel. But he, for, for me, that book is in the wrong place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because understand. he's not part of the band and neither is she. Right. Um, right. So that Charlie. needs to go with, yes, Charlie, Molly's friend. That needs to be with the series that's all about his family, which mm-hmm. is... The another rock, series or the hard series the hard series okay um that needs to go over there and even the title kind of merges the two together mm-hmm. because that's kind of the connection between it's the kind two of a series. back door it's a back yeah. door connector that sounds really wrong <laughs> well I, it's like a back door pilot i found for... that the um the issues that fox had mm-hmm. were simple in comparison to the issues that Noah and Abraham had Mm -hmm. in their books. Mm -hmm. 
because Abe had a drink and drug problem. Mm-hmm. Noah was abused by a friend of his family and then this abuser mysteriously gets killed. Um, obviously, David, we know, is a an unproblematic little soul, literally. And then Zach, who is abandoned by his drug addict mother, who then turns up and is clean but doesn't want anything to do with her son. Mm-hmm. And also had another son who named she named Zachary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that would be a punch in the gut. So he has trust issues himself. Right. So right. they both have trust issues, but he's more willing to open up because he needs her and he's the one who chases. Right. Um, well, I think that's one thing that the first book that you mentioned, and then obviously this book about the rock addiction, uh, these are both take charge kind of guys, right? They see what they want and they go after it, apparently. Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't reach to the same level as no, 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 dev no, no. dog no. <laughs> no, obviously not. Um, so I guess if you... You've read more rock and roll romance. I have read the same books, and I did not get a chance to reread all those same books before we did the podcast. Full disclosure, but um, but I did I did reread uh, Rock Addiction. So, if you are reading rock and roll romance, do you recommend the same books? For I, rock and I roll would romance? recommend. I've read. Um, Full disclosure, I have gone on to um, Kindle and I, well, onto Amazon, and I did a search for rock and or rock star romances. Mm-hmm. And there were 400 pages of them. Mm. Mm. And I downloaded, I purchased, downloaded about six and read mm-hmm. my way through them in probably about two and a half, three days over a weekend. Mm-hmm. because that's all I did because it was just too hot to move and I have to say that they are of varying quality okay you know you can tell some of them are like fanfic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like I um okay I'm not I'm not trying to offend anybody here um intentionally um after which was a One Direction fanfic that has been made into a published book and a film. Okay. I was unaware. (laughs) That's how out of tune I am with that. It's on Netflix. Okay, I'm probably not going to run inside and watch it, but... No, I wouldn't. But it is... um, Some of these books are, you can tell, they're almost uh, self-insert novels that are Mm -hmm. basically being written to fulfill the fantasy of the author. Mm. So there's one particular book. I'm not going to mention the name of the book because this author may well have written some other stuff that I haven't read that's good. But this particular book was um, the first of three, which I didn't realize. And it was not really the first of three. It was part one of three parts. Mm. And the book ends, the first book I use that term very, very loosely, ends on a cliffhanger that should really just be the end of a chapter. Mm. And it frustrated me because it felt 
forced. The characters were unrealistic in a way that I'm not used to reading mm-hmm. in rock in rock and roll in rock star fiction. And it was very very clear that this author had no experience in the music business or had actually done much research in it either. Mm. And that is one of the things that I'm coming across across quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So what I'd really love is anybody who hears this, please recommend me some really good rock star romances, mm-hmm. please, um, because I like the genre, the mm-hmm. subgenre. I enjoy it. I like reading that particular thing because it's a nice escape from the real world. But at the same time, I do like them to be founded in something resembling reality Mm -hmm. rather than cliche and nothing but cliche right right i read a rock and roll romance where a lead singer had gotten in trouble and his his publicist was like get off the radar all the way off the radar we need you hidden and so he goes to this small town where nobody knows him and and he hooks up with a with someone and so on and so forth and I'm trying to remember the name of it and and I think that might be the only other rock and roll romance. Sounds like a Hallmark romance movie. It really does doesn't it? I hadn't thought about that but what gives him away eventually is his tattoos um, but because he's lying to the to the heroine of the book as well and she eventually forgives him and they become a couple and they settle down and get married and all that jazz so I mean happily ever after stuff um I don't I don't recall it was part of a larger series and I just flat out do not recall what it was and it's on my kindle I could go through the 500 books on my kindle and find it but (laughs) I don't recall the name of it um so yeah, that is one of those things where I think his name in the book the his name in the book is Jesse. The the hero is Jesse. I don't remember her name. That doesn't help very much. No. Because no. it seems to be quite a popular hero name. At least a which for me that's like a music name. I don't know why. I don't I don't know why. Is it Jesse's girl? Is that why? I don't know. I wish I had mm-hmm. Jesse's girl. Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield, man. Now, now we know. <laughs> we need to change our. Uh, we need to change our <laughs> lead-in music. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Okay, so that's not and, me and actually we get a singing. Copyright strike. <laughs> uh, that's true. Well, I mean, you can do up to thirty seconds, right? If we reviewed uh, the not song. Not music. <laughs> not of music. Seriously, we got a um, copyright strike from Disney for using the music from Star Wars for 10 seconds. Is that for 10 seconds? Yeah. Wow, they're they're Disney. Disney is busy. Their legal department is busy. Yeah. They just, wow. That's actually like 10 seconds? Mm -hmm. It was the the, the bit in the film with um, Han Solo and Leia talking in the hallway. We were reviewing that. Yes, we were reviewing that. And we used that piece, that particular clip of audio, just audio, no video. And we got a, we got a copyright. 
Why? No I don't understand because you, if you're reviewing it, you're allowed to use up to thirty seconds of a clip for review purposes. Not with any music. So it has they... to have no music in the background. Yep. Fascinating. Fascinating. Because I thought that you could use a clip that, in which case that would take out almost everything because there's a score in the back of almost everything in Star Wars. Yep. That's brutal. Yep. So if you want to monetize, this is just a little notice. If you want to monetize an episode, we haven't. But if you do want to monetize any episodes of your podcast, make sure you are not using music from anything you don't have the rights to. Because you will get a notice and what you about, will get told to oh, monetize it. Right, which we weren't doing anyway. We, Which we weren't doing, so it didn't affect us as much, but it is literally the background music. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we used a total of 9.3 seconds. I wonder if they were, I guess they have a zero tolerance policy. You know what I mean? In terms of that. But did we record that before we went on YouTube? I think we did. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so in rock and roll romance, obviously don't use any music. But anyway. Um, Unless you've written it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out the electric guitar and strum a, strum a line or two. But anyway. You say that. My friend's two. grandson was on the radio. His original work has been on our radio stations. Nice, nice. Yes. You'll be able to say I knew him when. I knew him when he was really, really tiny. Yeah, itty bitty baby boy. All right, so uh, let's agree that Nalini Singh's um, rock series books are actually pretty good. Um, I like them. I mean, I, I did like them. I, I, I tend to prefer her paranormal, but that's just uh, my... Whereas genome. I struggle with her paranormal, and you actually recommended these to me because you knew I'd struggled with the paranormal. Right. So And I the thing is I like paranormal romances, but I think because the series is so far up there, it's on like book nineteen, mm-hmm. it's a massive investment if you didn't get in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you're in the UK where the libraries don't stock it. So um the other thing is I wanted to ask with regards to um, your, uh, did you read Nalini Singh's, uh, Angels books, the Guild Hunter series? That's shorter, but. No, uh, I haven't done yet. It's on our list, though, I think, for, we're actually going to be looking at, um, we things are going to be wings. looking at. Yes. Things with wings. Things with wings. Yes. At some point this fall, maybe this winter. All right. Well, where can people find you and or us? Uh, oh god this list it just gets longer and longer um, so, you can find you can find the pod you can find uh, Romance Isn't Dead on romancenotdead.wordpress.com which is our blog uh-huh. you can find us at ISN Romance on both Facebook and Twitter right and obviously you can also find us on YouTube uh-huh. and on Spotify iTunes Google Podcasts, um, Podbean. That's pretty much everything for Romance Isn't Dead. That's a I lot. I think. I haven't set up anything else. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wonder where all my time goes. Uh, I have no idea. 
<laughs> me neither. You don't have um, an infinite can... supply of that? Weird. I, I wish I, I kind of wish I did. Um, you know, just the power to expand my day by about seven hours, I none know. of which I need sleep for. Nope. That would be great. Nope. Um, nope. nope. And then you can find me at allaboutray.co.uk. Um, you can find me on Twitter at allaboutray. That's it, at All About Ray. You can find me on Instagram at Ray Reads Books. No. Ray's Reading Room. Why can't I remember these things? Seriously, I swear my brain has died. It's the heat. Um, She's talking about heat. It's in the 80s where she is. She thinks that's hot. Yeah, but I'm in England and we have no air conditioning. And there's no breeze and it's horribly sticky. And it's really horribly sticky. (laughs) Um, and you can find me at Ray's Reading Room on Instagram and oh and at the beginning of September on the 3rd of September my new podcast or my podcast personal podcast relaunches and you can find that at Not Before Coffee very nice very nice and I think that's the end of the list (sighs) You're going to have to, like, make a diagram or something. Like, do you have a diagram? You need a diagram. I am I much easier. I am I am actually probably more difficult to find because I'm not in nearly as many places. Um, you can find me as Palmetto Blue, I think 2016. On, 2016. Uh, tw- um, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. And my Instagram is mostly crochet, which we mentioned at the beginning of the beginning of the podcast but there are occasional other things on there i'm going to try to do a little bookie things um and uh so that's where you can find me and ray how would you like to sign out today keep on searching for your happily ever after and i would remind you that romance isn't dead it's alive and well on your bookshelf bye bye